Hello, everybody. This is the Chocolate News Podcast, and this podcast is sponsored by the Council on Aging. I'm your co-host, John Alexander Reese. And I'm your co-host, Andrea Carter. And if you didn't know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky. So, Andrea, how's it going? It's going fine. Um, You know, it's it's, kind of like toward the end of summer. Um, I enjoyed the Black Family Reunion over the weekend. And now kind of like waiting for the fireworks next week for Labor Day weekend. So, you know, you're in that lull before fall comes and you're like fall stuff. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of fall, but you know what? It's uh, it is what it is. Well, I'm kind of like waiting on Labor Day specials to go and see what's on sale because I need some new fall dresses and stuff. So I'm gearing up for that. So, but I'm in a good mood today. All right. That's good to hear. So what's the chocolate news of the week, Andrea? Well, um, the first chocolate news is something that I've been waiting on because I like other 43 million other people in this world are paying on student loans. Biden announced today that he plans to deliver on his campaign promise to divide at least $10,000 in debt cancellation um, for student loans. Yay! Oh, yes. uh, no, that's yes. amazing. A politician actually followed through on his promise. That's great. I, I know. So, I mean, <laughs> basically anyone who earns less than $125,000 a year or families earning less than 250000 will be eligible eligible for this $10,000 loan forgiveness. I know my sister's going to be jumping up and down about this because she and I, we both have student loans. Like you wouldn't believe and you know, you didn't think you would be, when you got a loan, you'd be paying it off this long, but stuff happens. Yeah. So I, I think this is a welcome relief for a lot of people. It's not everything because I'm still going to have some stuff left over, but my payment will probably go down a little bit. And that helps. Every little bit helps. And $10,000 forgiveness is fantastic. I just, I just wonder when, what the timeline is going to be when you see this lobbed off and go from there. So, you know, it, it opens up so many opportunities and um, they are also continuing to hit a pause and freeze the repayment of student loans. The current pause was supposed to end on August 31st. And I think the new pause is going to end at the end of the year. I'm still waiting to sort of see they may change that or not. So, but overall, this is good. I mean, this is what governing is all about. Right. You know, keeping to sticking to your promise, seeing where people need help. It's not a black, white, brown issue. It is an issue for everyone who has gone to college and had to take out a loan to pay for that education. You know, even if you went to school for a skill or anything like that, if you have a student loan, this is a welcome relief of some payment of something. And so I'm very happy about that. So that's one. A little sad note that Dr. Fauci, the man who got us through HIV, and now the man who got us through COVID, has decided to retire. You know, originally he said he was going to retire at the end of Biden's first term, and he stepped up that notification that um, now he's going to retire at the end of the year because the, the COVID pandemic is slowly dying down. It's still with us. But I think enough people are 
vaccinated and there's enough pharmaceutical companies involved in helping to tackle it that we're not going to be caught off guard. But I hope whoever takes his place will be up on keeping us abreast on pandemic protocol and what, you know, we can always hope that nothing else will occur, but you don't know what's out there, what's mutating, what's being created. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, Dr. Fauci's been around for a long time. Yes, long since time. at least the 80s, right? Or is it 70s? No, the 80s. He's been around since the 80s. He's the one who led the um, investigation into the HIV. Mm. And, you know, remember in the 80s, um, the gay community went through all that and things like that. And, and the stigma and the, you know, the medication and everything. And so now that now you see commercials on television where you pop one pill or two and you're good to go for the most part. I mean, it's still around, but they're not dying like you used to be from HIV. But um, it's kind of sad to see him go. But you know what? He is, what, 72? No, I think he's in his 80s, if I remember correctly. Early 80s? He's in early 80s. He looks so good for his age. I mean, I know that he runs every day. So I think he runs like four miles every day, which puts me to shame. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to work walking into my schedule every day. Um, but I mean, the man looks good. And you hate to see that amount of information walk out the door. It's, I should say intellectual information walk out the door when right. he retires. But I'm hoping that he has prepared enough people on his staff to be able to take his place and step up to the plate and be like, boom, this is what we need to do. So, well, you know, I, I heard something interesting. I was reading an article in the Hollywood Reporter today, and they said, uh, you know, book deal. Well, obviously, he's going to do a book. Uh, but they said he might go to TV. He could get a sweet TV gig, and if that's true, oh, ooh, that's be that would be a lot of money. <laughs> that would be a lot of money. Yeah, I oh, mean, oh. if he if he had like a daily talk show, that would be good. I know that would bring in a ton of viewers, and a ton of ratings, and a ton of money. So that would be interesting if that if that is true. Well, I I, I would just say that I hope they keep him on retainer as yeah. a consultant. Because you would hate to see his knowledge not be there to help us through any next thing that may occur. But, you know, more power to him. It's time for him to rest, relax, and not have to play politics and things like that. So, yeah, um, definitely. You know, congratulations on your retirement, a job well done. I just hope when he walks out the door, he gets more than a gold watch and a pat on the head. I hope they really celebrate him when he leaves. And then the Columbus Education Association, the largest teachers association in Ohio, is on strike. And, um, you know, kids were supposed to, and actually kids were supposed to start school today. Yeah. It was supposed to be an online program. And, you know, on Monday, the school board for the Columbus School District received over 35,000 emails from parents saying, uh, no, we're not doing this. Because, you know, parents learn through COVID what works and what doesn't work. And online learning does not work. Let me take that back. Online learning works well for some students. Right. But not every student 
is good for online learning because I mean you get tired. I get tired on Zoom calls. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I think know what you how mean. tired you get. So I mean, it's just think about kids. And on top of that, kids are still learning how to socialize. Kids need that interaction. They need that everyday component before they go to a Zoom class. And what's interesting, this strike is not about money. It, it's not. It's about safety. It's about good working conditions. And it's about the board taking a step up and doing more for the kids than they have been in the past. And um, I have a family member, I have a cousin, who is a teacher in the Columbus School District, and she's on the picket line. I mean, I called her, checking up on her to see how she was doing emotionally, and I was hearing the picking signs and the chants in the background as she was talking to me. So um, they're hitting it hard, and they're in for the long haul. And I would just say that with everyone facing teacher shortages, this everyone is watching this very carefully because it's time now to put up and shut up. Right. Um, we know what people went through. Yes, they have some new schools and things like that, but some of those schools were built shoddily. Yeah. And they have problems where rain comes in, snow comes in. Um, not everyone has a air conditioner in their room. School rooms are getting up between 80 and 100 degrees. I mean, they're, they're fighting for quality, quality of life for a quality education. And, and I think the mayor has come out, the mayor of Columbus has come out and said both sides have to get back together and negotiate. I know they, they negotiated yesterday. I don't know if they're negotiating again. Um, but, you know, that's where it is. So... Well, you know, I, I saw the video of some of these schools and I was just like, this is horrible. I said, I can't believe the kids have to go to school like this. It's like yeah. I saw the rain coming down on the water, the, all the mold and stuff. I said, this is ridiculous. This this should not be allowed to happen. Yes. And so that, that I mean, and if you think about it, also in Philadelphia, that school, one of the school systems in Philadelphia is on strike. 2000 teachers are on strike in Philly right now as well. And, you know. Teachers are, yes, they're scared about COVID and some other things, but at the end of the day, it's about, it's not just about pay. It's about quality of the building, the facility, the things that you do to help educate the child every single day. And teachers deserve excellent classrooms. They deserve to have all the technology at, their, at hand so they can teach the children Everything that's going on in, you know, in history, in education, in um, English, in math, things like that, so that they can encourage the children to develop well, so they can be prepared for later on in life. So it's kind of sad that it's happening, but at the same time, I think everyone is watching this and see what happens next. Next up, you know, it's kind of sad when um, officers get caught doing their job, but not doing it well. Yeah. Um, three, Arkansas. I don't know if anyone saw this video. I remember it got sent to me on Facebook. And I saw this video and I was like, what are they doing? And then I saw it. I was like, who are they beating on? And believe it or not, this time around, it was not a black person or a brown person. Shocking. But then again, it's Arkansas. Yeah. So, you know, not putting anything yeah. against Arkansas, but it's Arkansas. Yeah. Um, but these three law enforcement officers 
were holding this guy down. They were kicking him, kneading him. Um, it's a very brutal video of this guy outside. I believe it was outside a convenience store. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's either a convenience um, store or a gas station, something like that. Something like that. You know, have you noticed that a lot of incidents between individuals and police officers are either a traffic stop or a convenience store? Yeah, that is something. I never really thought about that. It, it, I mean, yeah. it's like, what, what's going on? Yeah. But anyway, so these officers are suspended, and the state police have launched an investigation into the video that was posted. And they were unaware that they were being recorded until the last, toward the end of the video. And you see one police officer look up and like, he looks, hey, you see him go, hey, and he points to the person he's recording to get out of the area. So, um, but you know, wrong is wrong. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, I, as a supporter of, of those in authority, I expect those who are hired to protect us and serve us treat individuals right. Is use of force necessary only in extreme cases? I don't know what this man did. I don't know why he was being held down and kicked at. But unless he was being violent toward them and they have a right to react, you should not be doing that to some, to an individual. It was a bad look. Like, I, I was getting, like, Rodney King vibes from that yes. beat down. I mean, they, excuse my language, they beat the shit out of them. Like, oh, my God. They, they did. I mean, I'm... I, I was like, oh my God, that's, it's unreal. And I, and again, I, I just have to go back to Cincinnati police. They have, they have evolved so much from where we were back in 20, 2001. Right. Rodney, um, with, um, I cannot think, think of the young man's name. Uh, Timothy, Timothy Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. They have evolved. So it took a minute, but they have evolved to where are they perfect no but are they what they were 20 something years ago no and i i think for that we can be grateful that we have a more evolved police department that every police department should be doing the same thing are they going to be perfect no do they need to continue to evolve and grow more in policing yes but at least we're not seeing what we're seeing around the country. I think we're in this, you know, unfortunately in police departments around Cincinnati, there have been examples of extreme behavior, but though, but you know, with the collaborative agreement, we've gotten a police force that works with us mm -hmm. and protects us, truly protects us and the community, even though they could do more, but they truly protect us. And for that, I have to be grateful that we're not seeing an Arkansas incident. That's not saying that it could not happen because there can be an incident where that could occur. But for right now, I'm very grateful that our police department is not like Arkansas, which is horrific. So I'm hoping we get, we um, get an update on this so that we can update the people on what's happening next with um, this, these Arkansas officers, because, you know, we, we try to keep up to date on everything that's going on police-wise in the country to bring the best information possible here. So it's just a shame. Oof, that video. Oof. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And then all I can say is... 45. 45. <laughs> you know, when you, just when you think he might settle down, he does something else to 
just you're like, can't we get a break? Can nope. we not? But but you know what? I have to say it like this. He well, forty five wants to seek out a special master to review the Mar-a-Lago documents seized by the FBI, which I doubt the FBI would even say no. He he's in a world of hurt. He's been caught on so many. I mean, and just think about this. They initially got 15 boxes back from him and then found out he had more and had to go back to his residence and get the, which was the search warrant to get the rest of the material that he was not supposed to take unless it was housed like what Obama did in a special facility to be archived so then that they can eventually be used in the presidential library. He's not even talking that. So, you know, and I think it just, it's kind of like, he's like this ripple effect. You know, he's the pebble in the, in the pool of water and it continues to ripple all the time and it ripples and ripples and ripples. And I think the effect of the ripples we are starting to see in the political world. And I think the, this guy is bad news. Yeah. Um, you know, when he. He should never have run for president. Nope. He should have just stayed. That guy who says some crap, we all love him, and will go off and sell something. He should have stayed that used carsman-esque guy yeah. that we all love and hate at the same time. Yeah. Instead, the country elevated him in reaction to Obama. That's how I'm putting it. Yeah. They elevated this guy. And we're now... and and. People have bought into his crap. The Republican Party has bought into his crap because they've never seen popularity like they've seen before. And on the one hand, they're using his antics to try to hold on to power. But at the same time, the country is coming out and saying, okay, we may agree with him on some things, but when it comes to governing, you got to cut the crap out. You got to step up to the plate. And I, I think with the primary, I'm going to go off a tangent right now, the primary election between New York and Florida that just got um, settled last uh, Tuesday night, everyone is starting to see what is happening with, within the Republican Party and within the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I think we need to continue to watch the silent majority. Yeah. And what they're not saying. Because right now we're hearing from the left and the right, the extremes. We're hearing from the extremes. And in the middle, the middle's not saying anything. But when the middle steps up and says, yes, I'm going to vote, the middle is speaking loudly. And especially in reaction to 45. And I think... The midterm elections is going to be a very interesting night. I think whoever's going to do early voting, who's going to do mail-in, like for the Florida primary, my parent, my father, and my sister both did mail-in ballots because they can do mail-in voting. Right. A lot of people in reaction to DeSantis, who wants to be the next Trump-esque person. I call him Trump-like. Trump-like person. I didn't want to say that word, but I had to. <laughs> um, you know, the, the reaction 
from what the pundits were saying on the news the other night is people are tired. They're tired of being bombarded. They're tired of the lack of respect for quality of life. They're tired of politicians putting their nose in places that they don't need to be putting their nose in places. Yeah, exactly. And trying to control the narrative on a local level to a national level. And when you reach that far and that broadly, you start to, things start to slip through the fingers. And I think we're starting to see that slippage. And and I think the Republican Party is recognizing that they have traveled down a road they should have pulled back from some time ago. Yeah. And now the effects of that road, especially with the Supreme Court decision regarding abortion, they've gone a step too far. They have. And I think they're about to have a very severe course correct that's going to hurt them. I don't think it'll hurt them a lot, but will hurt them in the midterm elections. That um, it's going to be a very interesting time. And I think the more 45 acts up, the more people are going to react in different ways to the responses of 45's actions and the fact that he can accept reality. Yeah, I agree. And all I can say about the Trump train is that it's going to come to a screeching halt sooner than some people expect. And I know all the Trumpers are going to be, what? How did this happen? I said, look, look what 45 has done. Of course, it was going to come to a screeching halt. It's like there's a very real possibility that he's going to jail. I hope he goes to jail. But, well, I shouldn't be like that. Well, maybe I should. But... Well, no, he... As Merrick Garland said, everyone, no one is above the law. Yeah. Some people might get away with it. Some might, some people might pay, you know, pay good enough lawyers to sort of have an impact on it. But the scrutiny, the level of scrutiny that he is going through and the fact that he doesn't pay his lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. He's super cheap. I'm surprised that people are still working for him. I know. Oh, they're, um, they're doing it for publicity because they can go Fox News and say, yeah, I work for Trump. That'll give them a, or, or some other whatever right but, ring but you news. But something? Fox News is changing their tune too. Yeah, somewhat. that's true. Depending yeah, somewhat. Depending who, who you're watching, I try not to watch them too often because they just, when it comes to, you know, brain and my eyesight, it hurts my soul when I listen to them, because I'm like, what world are you living in? Yeah, a little piece of me dies every time I watch Fox News, so. <laughs> I, I I take it in snippets, like, you know, the YouTube snippets that you see? Yeah, I take them in snippets, because that's all I can stand. Yeah. So I would just say in the in the, in the the long saga, and you know, I wonder when they're going to do a TV movie. I, no, I'm expecting a feature-length film that's playing on the big screen, and I'm just wondering who they're going to get to play Trump. I'm just excited about it because there's because there's going to be a Trump movie. It's just a matter of when, and I'm going to be so. It's just going to be a int- very very interesting movie. That's all I have to say. You know what? There won't be a Trump movie until he's arrested. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You know. Yes. But, and on top of that, have you noticed he keeps expanding? Yeah. Have you noticed that he must be eating fast food? You know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. <laughs> 
You know, in this day of farm to table, eating healthy, gluten free, blah, 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 fast food is not good for you. You have to think about his arteries. Uh, McDonald's. McDonald's. Only the best for Trump. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I like McDonald's too. I like their french fries. But yeah, their french fries are good. Their french fries are actually their fish sandwich. I'm, I'm now have, um, due to eating more healthily, I go for their fish sandwiches, which are very good. So, um, fish sandwiches and french fries at McDonald's. But you know, the, the, the shake. When the shake machine works. Yeah, which is it, like never. It works a little <laughs> bit more often than never, but, you know. Um, they also do make good vanilla lattes. Mm. I love the vanilla lattes. But anyway, we're getting off subject. Yes. Um, but, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like fall's coming. So that push is coming on. I, I think I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm excited about a number of races around the country that... Trump has a hand in, and it's going to be interesting, the effects, because everyone's touting, you know, when he supported a candidate, they won the primary. And I'm like, okay, but what happens when you get to the general election? Or is it going to go more for him and his candidate? Or they're finally going to wake up and be like, no. Well, these Trump-endorsed candidates, all I have to say, it's not going to go the way you think it is. That's all I have to say about that. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, but you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like you have to ride that wave, like the tea party, um, like everyone else, you have to ride that wave and figure out where you stand, but stand for the issues that support you, not in ideology or things like that. Um, and I'm surprised how many people vote against their issue. Yeah. And I'm it's... like, why did you vote that way? Yeah. It's surprising. But, but anyway, so yeah. that's the chocolate news for the week. Um, I'm looking more forward to more, but for right now, yeah. that is what's happening this week. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, Andrea, for discussing all that chocolate news. Greatly appreciate it. Oh, well, you know me. I just go on a tangent. You never know. <laughs> I, I, I like discussing what's happening in the world and where, where our worlds intersect with that. And we're seeing the effects of everything that's going on right now down the road. I just hope that, oh, I do want to mention um, Ukraine celebrated their Independence Day, their 30th anniversary of being an independent nation. And I know the U.S. is supporting them again. My heart goes out to Ukraine. I hope you, um, a la Star Trek, live long and prosper and go from there. It's because, you know, I am a Trekkie. Yeah, of course. And once again, I want to thank the Council on Aging for sponsoring this episode. And remember, you can find more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.thecincinnatiherald.com, the SESH newsletter, or on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. And in addition, the Cincinnati Herald is still looking for news distribution and delivery agent. Please contact our publisher, Walter White, at 513-680-7076 for more information. I'm John Alexander Reese. And I'm Andrea Carter. And have a good day. <laughs>